At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour three of the nightcap here on VSIN. That gentleman right there, former Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and we are four weeks away from the NFL draft. It'll be here in Las Vegas. And the odds on favorite to be the number one overall pick is Michigan edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson. We broke down. The quarterbacks earlier this week, Sean gave his assessment on both Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, did not give either a first-round grade. Now let's get into a little bit of a more loaded position, and that is edge rushers. And let's start with the man that is minus 250, Sean, to be the number one overall pick. That is Michigan edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson. What is your breakdown? Let's start with him of the Michigan Stud. Well, first of all, let me say this about the group as a collective, outstanding group of players. I have five guys that I have first round grades, and I'm about four of the guys that if they went late first, early second, I, I feel extremely comfortable because I think their talent and their production justifies it. So, unlike quarterback, where I don't think there's a lot of high end talent, this is like being on the the Rolls Royce, the Bentley lot, and somebody <laughs> saying, pick what you want. You know, it's kind of you just got to decide. Do you want the Wraith? Do you want the Ghost? Do you want the Phantom? They're all going to turn heads. They're all going to be luxurious to drive. It's just choose which really fits who and what you are. So we will start with the Michigan defensive end, Aiden Hutchinson. I I love him. You know, he plays with such effort. He has great length. He's 6'6", 260. You know, he checks off all the boxes. Had a tremendous year for Michigan. 62 tackles, 14 sacks. As the graphic says, to me, he's a surefire, no-brainer, no one can ever question you making this selection. And he, I call that safe, but safe in a good way because I do think he's going to be a day-one starter. I do think he has the potential to compete for Pro Bowls depending on what conference he's in, who the competition is that particular year. The only asterisk I will put on Aiden Hutchinson is in his four years at Michigan, he had a total of 18 and a half sacks. Only four of only. 14 of them came in 2021. So he had like four and a half in three years. Granted, COVID diminished opportunities. But then the final year, he kind of exploded. So is he now developed into the guy we saw as a senior at Michigan? Or is there still some inconsistency? The one thing that I think separates him slightly because of his size and production into the quarterback is that he also had two years where he had 60-plus tackles. So that lets me know that he's an all-around defensive end. He plays the run, and he rushes the quarterback. 
I think at the end of this, Jacksonville and will select Aiden Hutchinson number one, and here's why. Trent Baalke has been real risky with Mr. Khan's money in free agency. Christian Kirk, what was it, $90 million? Wow, who? What? Congratulations, Kirk family. If I'm a Jaguars fan, I'm like, what are we doing? So, you know, one way to calm the waters is to get a selection in at number one that nobody really can say anything about because Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a stud. However, the guy that I think is actually better than Aiden Hutchinson, because I think he has a higher ceiling, is Trayvon Walker, the rush uh, lineman from Georgia. Now, statistically, his numbers don't jump off the screen, but part of that is because he has four or five other first, second-round picks around him. So they're in a battle to see him get to the quarterback first. You know, during one of the breaks earlier, I wanted to just show Tim, you know, what I'm talking about. And sadly, I can't, you know, visualize for you guys some of the highlights but I showed him a play in the Michigan Georgia game where Trayvon Walker took on the offensive lineman pancaked him and made the tackle on the running back and then I showed him another highlight where Trayvon Walker is dropping into coverage as a zone dropper changes direction three times makes a tackle on a slot receiver it's that kind of high end ability that separates him from Hutchinson better athlete uh, I think higher ceiling and the one thing that I just love about Walker, and if I was a Jacksonville Jaguars, Trayvon Walker would be my selection. He's so violent. Every collision is violence. You know, I always used to tell my players, listen, football is a violent physical game, and that's how Trayvon Walker plays it. I love that in a defensive lineman, especially an edge rusher, because a lot of those time, a lot of times those guys can be specialists, guys that only rush the quarterback. They get those wide nine techniques that are standing over there next to the sideline. It's like they're running in the game late. He's a guy that makes tackles in the run game, gets to the quarterback, can also drop in coverage, and has unbelievable change of direction for a guy his size. Now, the guy that I think could have the biggest impact as a rookie, because I think he has a complete game, is – and I'll skip to Kayvon Thibodeau because that's the graphic. Let me jump to Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau. I like Kayvon Thibodeau. I think he's a really good athlete. I think he's a really good player. I get slightly concerned about him being a three-down player in the National Football League. Doesn't always play the run with as much of a priority as you'd like. But the one thing I will say about Kayvon Thibodeau, when the moment's the biggest, he plays his best. So if you go back and look at this Oregon team and all the big moments they had where Kayvon was available, he wasn't missing a game, He's the guy that shows up, and I love that about him. I guess my only question mark would be, can you get him to play like that 60 minutes every Sunday for 17 games? And, you know, that's a question that the teams have to answer. But he is a specialist, and the thing that he does extremely well, 19 career sacks, he gets to the quarterback. He can rush the quarterback. The best pure rusher, you know, I think in this defensive end class. But let me jump to the guy that I actually like the most. And the only reason I didn't make Jermaine Johnson from Florida State my number one DM was I just think Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker are really good too. But, man, I love Jermaine Johnson. He was at Georgia, actually transferred to FSU, and just balled out. 18 and a half career sacks, 12 in 2021. And get this, 70 tackles. When does a defensive end end up with 70 tackles? Like, his ferocity, his energy, his effort. I think he's a better athlete than Aiden Hutchinson's. Just not quite as big. Jermaine's 6'4", 254. Hutchinson's two inches taller. So he's a longer, linear type of a player. But I'm telling Jermaine Johnson's going to be a dude. Do not be surprised 
if Jermaine Johnson ends up being NFL Rookie of the Year. I think he has that kind of ability and instant impact. And so this entire class, I mean, is really good. I can keep going. George Karvloftis, you know, I love the potential of Drake Jackson from USC. You know, Arnold, and I'm not going to attempt to pr- uh, pronounce his name, the kid at uh, Penn State. You know, there are some guys who can really, really get to the quarterback. But this group has depth. And if I was Jacksonville, I'd take Trayvon Walker just because I think when you put that ability and match it with Josh Allen, I mean, that's elite. That's elite production. That's elite athletic ability. That's elite physicality. And you can build a defense around those two guys. But I wouldn't be upset if my team selected Hutchinson. I'd be ecstatic if it was Jermaine Johnson. You know, George Kovloftis, I will make a quick point about him. The only thing I'm unsure of is – he only had four and a half sacks in 2021, and he's an effort guy, but he's the shortest of this group. He's only 6'3". So I just wonder when he plays against those elite tackles with the long arms that are 6'5", 6'6", will they smother him up at times? I think his effort gets him over the hump, and he does become a productive, you know, every, every game starter for someone. But his size does bother me slightly. I w- it wouldn't deter me from taking him, but I would be cognizant of the positions that I put him in. So... If we want to put that graphic back up, here's how I ranked the defensive ends, at least the top five. Trayvon Walker, I have number one. I mean, just phenomenal talent. Somebody's going to get a difference maker. Aiden Hutchinson, unbelievable senior year at Michigan. He's going to be a day one starter. You won't have to worry about that position as long as he stays healthy. Jermaine Johnson, the second, who I think might be the best one on the board. He's just – I'm going with the two that really balled out on and what were two better conferences you know, this season. Uh, and Kayvon Thibodeau, everyone knows him. He was the number one player coming out of high school. He is a, a guy that specializes in getting to the quarterback. And uh, there were times when I thought maybe he could be the number one pick. After doing my deep dive, I don't like him as much as the other three. But I will say this, and I just want to repeat it. When the moment's the biggest, Kayvon Thibodeau shows up. And I think there's something to be said about that. So if he gets to the right organization with the right defensive line coach that can really motivate him to bring it at full tilt all the time, then, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be a stud. So if you're looking for a pass rusher, there are plenty because there are about six more I could have got into that I like a whole lot. Unlike quarterback, there are some really good high-end players, and that next group, to me, are still capable of being starters or at least specialists this year on a football team in the National Football League. All right, let's start at the top, though. Let's start with Aiden Hutchinson, who, once again, is the odds-on favorite to be the number one overall pick. And, you know, you mentioned Kayvon Thibodeau stepping up at the biggest moments. Well, for Michigan, there was no bigger moment than the Ohio State game, which he played out of his mind and really kind of wreaked havoc in that game and had three sacks. But then, because of that Michigan win, they go to the Big Ten Championship, they beat Iowa, he gets a sack there. Then he goes and they go to Georgia, take on Georgia. Now, I'm sure Kirby Smart will never say it publicly. Their game plan was number 97 isn't taking this game over. Does that worry you, or will teams, especially if he goes to Jacksonville and they have Josh Allen on the other side, will teams not put that much focus on him? Does the Georgia game worry you at all for Aiden, about Hayden Hutchins? Uh, everything factors into the decision. Uh, I would say this, outside of probably the final four or five minutes of the game, and J.J. McCartney making a couple throws, nobody on Michigan played good. So it wasn't like 
you know, he disappeared. You know, Ajabe didn't really do anything. Daxon Hill, like, none of the guys that we're considering, you know, being first, second-round selections play well. So, you'd have loved to see him dominate. He didn't. I know who did dominate in that game was Trayvon Walker. And that's why I have Trayvon number one. But that one bad game isn't going to overrule a 14-sack season with 60-plus tackles. More on Walker and more on the rest of this edge class on the other side. It's the nightcap here on Visa. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and DC. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Today, Sean breaking down the edge rushers that you will hear called early and often during the uh, during the NFL draft coming up here in uh, in two weeks or four weeks, excuse me. So the favorite to go number one is Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. and Sean has Trevon Walker out of Georgia as his top rated edge rusher. He is plus three thirty right now at DraftKings to go one. And get some plus money on him to go number two as well. So you mentioned Walker and production. Now, I watched what you showed, and if you watch those games and him dropping into space, I mean his freak level is, you know, off the charts. But for him playing on a defense now that had Nicobe Dean mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. I mean, these guys are all going to be pros uh, on the other level. Walker had 19 solo tackles, 37 combined tackles, 18 assisted, and just six sacks. So why were Walker's numbers? Why would you look at Hutchinson and see 14 and a half, right? And then you look at Walker, and he's only got six sacks. Just because of the plethora of talent in the front seven at Georgia. I mean, they probably have four of those guys drafted in the top 40 picks. Oh, yeah. You know, so... Jalen Carter, I think, is coming back because he's a sophomore, and he would be a first-round pick. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at the SEC this year and you look at Georgia's schedule, they didn't really play a pass-happy schedule. They were up in a lot of games. So, you know, those guys aren't, you know, playing, you know, a lot of times in the fourth quarter. It's just kind of how it falls. You know what I mean? So, when you look at the tape, that's what I go by. You'd love, you know, for it to be a – but you got N'Kobe Dean rushing the quarterback. Right. You know, you got the big fella, Jordan Dino, so and so. All those guys get to the quarterback. Hell, Jermaine Johnson left because he couldn't really get any PT. They have got him rated a third, you know, DN. So, you know, I just think it's situational, you know, because of how good Georgia was. You know, it wasn't like teams were really even trying to catch up. Georgia was up. Teams were trying to get out of there. They're running the ball the whole fourth quarter. You know, Georgia, what? The defense didn't give up. 
Oh, they were double digits for like almost the whole year. They were, <laughs> they were, they were ridiculous. Yeah. So, you're but, but see- I, let me give you yeah. a comparison. Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who uh, plays for Jacksonville now, who has the number one pick, six five two sixty two. Trayvon Walker is six five two seventy two. They almost are the identical players. So, if you have one of those on both sides, I mean, that's just it's a lot, you know, for an offensive line to handle, and. You know, that's why I haven't really known. I think he – and listen, I love Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's a really good player. I think Trayvon Walker has a higher ceiling. So, let me let me just mention this. So, Mike Tannenbaum, former NFL GM. The Jets, right? Yeah. He, uh, he did a mock draft mm-hmm. based off of, you know, what he would do, and he had Walker going 12. He said Walker's combine workout was tremendous, but production inconsistency concerns me. What would be your knock to that? Well, I'm not going to criticize Mike. I, well, mean, I, just, I disagree with him completely. Right. You know, I just think when you have those defenses that are that loaded mm-hmm. and they're not in a pass-happy conference to begin with and they're dominating all the competition, where do the sacks come from? Right. You know, they're not playing a whole lot of fourth-quarter games at Georgia where they're on the field for four quarters. They're not playing a whole lot of teams that are trying to throw the ball after they're down 35-zip, which was almost all of Georgia's games. So then where do the sacks come from? You know, especially when you have other guys, you know, that that are, are really good as well. So, if I looked at the film, and like I probably have a bigger issue with Kayvon Thibodeau's lack of production. He's never had double-digit sacks, and Oregon's been in tight games his whole career there. You know, so and in a league that just right just throw. just throws the ball sixty times a game. So, you know, I probably would question that more about him taking plays off than I would. I guarantee this. I bet Trayvon walking out there at twelve. No, yeah, I, I would. Uh, I think it's fair to say the under. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, uh, Walker to go in the top five is minus four fifty at DraftKings right now. So yeah, he's uh, he's he's the riser, man. He's he that guy. You know, we we were wondering who it would be, Sean, and ultimately it's it's Walker. And could he go number one? It seems like it's possible. I mentioned one book in town. Here in Las Vegas, stations had uh, Aiden Hutchinson minus 600, but essentially Walker, who is listed as the field because he came almost out of nowhere, he's three to one. Um, so I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by him going up, but I don't want to spend only on those two guys, even though those seem to be the one and two or one A, one B. I want to jump over Jermaine Johnson just for mm-hmm. a moment and get to Kayvon Thibodeau because he is so well-known. He was such a big-time prospect coming out of high school. And entering this year, he was the favorite to be the number one overall pick. And earlier today, I saw a tweet from Peter Schrager of the NFL Network because I believe Thibodeau's pro day is tomorrow, Mm -hmm. Friday. He said, very, very long list of NFL personnel headed to Oregon today and tonight for Thibodeau pro day. Maybe the biggest wild card in the draft in that he could still go as high as one or slip. So when you look at Thibodeau and you look at the tape, because before you jumped into the tape, you thought, you know, based off of what you saw Mm -hmm. in in college, you're like, this guy, why couldn't he go number one? And you're not saying he's bad, but what makes you a little bit nervous and what makes the other three guys jump Kayvon Thibodeau in your opinion? It's kind of one of those things with me and who I think is going to NBA MVP. Mm-hmm. 
I think Embiid should win it, but I'm not knocking Giannis right. or, or Joker. Yeah, like, yeah. I like Kayvon Thibodeau. I say I think when the games are the biggest, he shows up. He plays his best. It's just his times and games when I was watching, he kind of disappears against teams. He should be dominating. Mm, he's in a league, a pass-happy league like the Pac-12, a league with very average quarterback play. Like, And then, like, I try and do – deeper dives on some of the players and just the film. So I call around. I call some of their former coaches. I ask, you know, this, that, and the third. You know, I know that Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson and Jermaine Johnson love the game of football. Sometimes it kind of gets the signals mixed with Thibodeau because I don't know if he loves it as much. You know, I think he loves it, but he also loves other things too, if that makes sense. Like he wants to be an entrepreneur. Like he wants to do all these other things outside of the game of football. And that just, you know, if I'm choosing a guy, like I want a guy that's all football. Let's get this football thing solidified at the NFL level. And then trust me, the opportunities to branch off and, you know, become the next Irvin Johnson, you know, if it's an athlete going into business or Michael Jordan, they'll be there. So uh, that was what slightly separated, you know, Kayvon from, from those other guys is I just didn't feel – that slight uneasiness about, okay, is he going to be doing everything in his power to be the best football player possible? Is that going to be the number one priority? So his over-under at DraftKings right now is five and a half. You see it on the uh, on the slate there. It's juiced to the over, so minus 165 to the over, meaning six or higher is where Kayvon Thibodeau would go based off of those odds. And I'll be honest – I feel like that's the way it's trending right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if ultimately, you know, this is kind of because at six, I don't think he's going six. I think you could safely make him, you know, six and a half because let's look at the draft real quickly. Number one, Jacksonville Mm -hmm. likely going edge, but they're not going from what we kind of, from what, the intel has been, and also how you break it down, I think a lot of people are going to be the same. It's either going to be Aiden Hutchinson or Walker. At two, it's a bit of a wild card. Do they go uh, the, uh, the, the the odd man out, the one who doesn't get selected one, Walker or Hutchinson? Do they go quarterback? Texans, I could certainly see them going uh, offensive lineman there. Jets, you could see them going edge. Do they go Sauce Gardner? Do they go Kyle Hamilton? I, I think I think there's a bit of a slip there for for Kayvon Thibodeau. Not saying he's out of the top ten, but I think you know there's a reason it's juiced to the over. I, I think he is not a top five pick. I don't think so either. And I think it's more about how good the other guys are than it is oh, anything bad about Kayvon. Now, I mean he's going to be spectacular at his pro day. I mean he's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. It's the reason he was the number one player in high school coming out of high school. So. I mean, he's going to be able to demonstrate that, but I think at the end of the day, they're just some safer picks. They, they really are. Yeah, I, I think over five and a half. Got to lay, got to eat some juice there. I, I think it might end up going. If you can get five and a half and play the over now, I think it ends up sliding a little bit more. All right, more on Jermaine Johnson, a guy that opened up Sean's eyes. Where could he ultimately land? Could he be a fast riser? More on the edge rushers. We continue some draft talk here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network.
Well, sometimes it's important to get that old CLV closing line value because depending on when you bet the Jazz, you probably covered, but it closed 13 and a half and the Jazz beat the Lakers 122 to 109. As that game has gone final, the Lakers back out of the playoff picture uh, as they are uh, sitting with that record and the Spurs uh, have the identical record and they now own the tiebreaker. So that is where they stand right now. Lakers back at it tomorrow night. We'll get more into that and other games uh, to close out the show. But I just want to wrap things up here as uh, Sean has done a phenomenal job uh, diving into these edge rushers. He's got Walker from Georgia 1. He's got Hutchinson 2. Would it it be fair to say 1A, 1B, or do you have Walker a step ahead of Hutchinson? You could go 1A, 1B. I'm fine with that. I go 1A, 1B, 1C. I like Jermaine Johnson that much. All right, so... Do you think talent evaluators across the league are going to agree and you're going to keep seeing him moving up? I mean, look, if you watched, it's funny to think about how, you know, how poorly of a season Florida State had, but if you watched that Sunday night to start the season, Notre Dame, Notre Dame against uh, Florida State, two guys exploded off of the, the screen Kyle Hamilton Kyle Hamilton made a pick that is ridiculous Mm -hmm. and then Jermaine Johnson was wreaking havoc the entire game and both of those guys are likely going to be top 10 picks so let's get into Jermaine Johnson Um, you love him his over under as you see on the uh, on the screen is nine and a half it is juiced to the under meaning it is the favorite to go under and when you think about Kayvon Thibodeau's gonna have his pro day coming up shortly and Jermaine Johnson, is, is there a, a chance in your eyes that these two cross where Jermaine is continuing to go up and Kayvon continues to slide a little bit? I can see that happening. Like, I feel comfortable taking a head-to-head matchup if you could find one as a prop. Yeah. Who gets selected first, Jermaine Johnson or Kayvon Thibodeau? Uh, I'd be comfortable going with Jermaine Johnson. So what is it about, and I know you broke it down, but what is it about Jermaine Johnson? Complete package. Okay. The only reason he's not in consideration for – the selections that I think Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson, he's about an inch shorter. So he's not quite as long as Walker with the long arms that hang down almost to his ankles, and it's not quite as long as Aiden, who's 6'6". So the presentation, the frame, is is slightly smaller than the two guys that are probably going to go 1-2, 1-3, you know, somewhere in that. But the production, the talent, the skill, like there's a play he makes on a – um, sack fumble. Very few defensive linemen I've ever been around. Maybe Warren Sapp, you know, Simeon Rice are the kind of athletes that could contort their body in the way that he did to make the sack, not hit the ground, have the hand-eye coordination to pick up the ball, and then go and score. Like, you just don't find those kind of big jumbo athletes that can do it all, and that's what he is. So I'm super high on the FSU Defensive end, somebody's going to get a guy. I'm just telling you, I wouldn't be surprised. I can't wait till the uh, defensive rookie of the year mm. futures come out because uh, he's live. Okay. He's live. So is he be- – so when you say that, would you say – because Walker – and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Walker, you feel like, has the highest ceiling. Right. But is Jermaine Johnson, in your eyes, of all the DNs, ready, like plug-and-play, effective? I think all quickest? three of them. I think all three of them are going to play day one. So maybe you're just saying that Jermaine Johnson, because he'll be drafted a little bit later, 
you might you'll probably well, get a better price on him. Well, that and uh, I'm pulling up the draft order here right now. Hold on one second. So Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker probably are going to go to some combination of the Jaguars, Lions, Texans. Mm-hmm. Depending on where he goes, he could end up on a slightly better football team. You know, not that I think he's going to drop to the teens, but Jags, Lions, Texans, you know, they picking one, two, three for a reason. Yeah. You know, I'd be shocked what the Giants do at five. Some people think tackle. You know, if Atlanta isn't sold, you know, on one of those quarterbacks, I wouldn't be shocked for Atlanta, you know, to get a cornerstone you know, young player for that defense. Uh, I mean, there's some spots there, you know, where people are gonna have to make some tough decisions. Seattle trying to rebuild that defense. I hope you don't go. To, I hope you don't go to Seattle. <laughs> no, no offense, Pete Carroll. <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, let's just uh, quickly quick thoughts on a couple other guys. So you mentioned George Karloftis. Mm-hmm. Uh, i Purdue. My only hold up with him is only six three. Okay. So sometimes those shorter guys, if they aren't real twitchy and athletic, they get swallowed up by those big offensive tackles. Drake Jackson, raw player from USC, but, man, he's a long, twitchy, hyper-athletic, you know, explosive athlete. I'm, if he gets with the right person that, that can utilize him early to get him some reps and experience and then continue to develop him, I mean, the sky's the limit, you know, for the, the, the edge rusher from USC. You know, I, I love the kid at Penn State. I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. Ebikiti? Ebikiti. He's a baller. There's a specialist on this list that I have, Amari Barno. He's 6'4", about 250 from Vatek. If he goes somewhere where they play real aggressive front, where they have a lot of hybrid blitz packages, a kid like this could go in and, and be an 8'9 sack guy as a rookie. Like, there's just some guys on here, you know, that, that I think – you know, have the talent to, to really end up being really, really good players. Uh, I see on your list there, uh, Maj Sanders. Sanders. Ah. He's, he's good. So the problem with Maj is I think his first year is probably going to be a redshirt year because mm. he's only – he weighed in 228 pounds. Wow. So he's 6'5", 228. So you're probably going to have to get him – figure out how to put just slight, a, a little more weight on him for him to be like a three-down type of player. You know, but he does flash. He's long. He's athletic. You know, uh, he plays long and athletic. So he's definitely – you know, a guy I think two, three years from now, you could look up and, you know, he'd be a productive frontline starter in the NFL. By the way, uh, Walker ran a 4-5-1. Right. So what is Kayvon going to do tomorrow? <laughs> you know, 6-5, 272, 4-5-1. Hits everything that moves. Arms hang down below his knees. Like, it's just it's one of those, you know, unicorns that come along every now and then. And it's hard to bypass them, especially – you know, when you turn the film on and it looks the right way. All right, there you go. There, Those are the edge rushers. Um, By the way, before you – I hope the Dallas Stars lose. <laughs> Just, they're in overtime, so actively rooting against the Dallas Stars. Sean had uh, the Stars on the puck line. Yeah, and they went up 2-1 and then proceeded to give up the softest goal in history and, and let Anaheim tie it up at two. So instead of me getting an empty net 3-1 win – and getting back to the window, of course, it's in overtime now. And as my good friend Scott Seidenberg let me know and during the last break, betting the puck line is a sucker move. So I'll be a <laughs> sucker tonight. <laughs> um, all right. A uh, couple quick thoughts just to wrap things up. Um, 
would you make, I mean, once again, we have so much time, and I thought what um, you know, Matt Friedman uh, mentioned earlier in the show was interesting, which is he put Walker 1 basically out of principle, saying Aiden Hutchinson is not a 95% certainty to go 1. Yeah, I agree with that. So at plus 330, do you think that Walker, as this goes on, and the buzz has already moved him already high enough up to number two. Does this buzz keep moving and he has a chance to go number one? Yes. I think it can happen. I don't. Again, I, I put context on this. Trent Balky spent a lot of Mr. Khan's money in free agency on guys that kind of have people scratching their head. You know, he gave Christian Kirk, what, $85, $90 million. So he probably needs to do something that's just safe. Good, but safe. And, you know, to me, that's Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as good as I think Trayvon Walker is, you know, I'm sure somebody will be like, well, we only had, you know, nine career sacks. We're only six in 2021. You know, with Hutch, it's like, you know, what are you going to say? And you can put Hutch next to Sunshine, you know, on all your season ticket holders. <laughs> that is true. Thanks <laughs> <Next> to Sunshine. <laughs> that would be Trevor Lawrence. What if Trevor Lawrence came back shaved? Cut the with hair With a nice off. fade. Yeah. That's what he should do. What's wrong with a nice fade? Yeah. Nice fade looks good. I'm something saying. about, you know, you look over there, your quarterbacks mm. got the most gorgeous hair in the stadium. It's just done in sight, like... <laughs> We're so, going to win the day. And then you think Kayvon Thibodeau, where he's projected right now, five and a half over, I think would be. I think he's got a little nice little bubble. You know, because his good is really, really good. So somebody may be in a situation like the Giants have been starving for a pass rusher. They may think if you pair uh, Olajari from who they got last year yep. with Kayvon Thibodeau, then – you know, they just got a lot better Another on defense. Another household name, too. Ojolari is, how, I think, how I say his name. So, I mean, it could happen. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if he went in the top five. wouldn't be surprised if he fell into the early teens. All right. We will continue uh, throughout the next couple of weeks to break down these big-time prospects. Wrap things up. Look ahead to tomorrow on the Nightcap. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Our all-digital MLB guide at vcin.com is available now, and Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingartner's MLB future bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to vcin through the start of the baseball season. The Masters in the NFL draft, only 19 bucks. Head on over to vcin.com slash spring. It is the nightcap here on vcin. Uh, apparently. <laughs> what happened? Giannis. Did you see Giannis? Was it, was it after the Philly game where he came out with the book of dad jokes? Mm-hmm. 
So apparently tonight, I think this was tonight, he went to his press game, post-game press conference and told a dad joke. He said, <laughs> he goes, why couldn't the bicycle stand on its own? Because it was too tired. <laughs> he had 44 points tonight. <laughs> this guy's amazing. I mean, Giannis is the most likable. He is. He is so likable. Is. It is incredible. He plays for, you know, I want to call him a small town because I, you know, I do work in Milwaukee. It's a, it's a great city, but it's not it's, L.A. It's, it's better than Green Bay. It's, yeah, it's bigger than Green Bay. Yeah. Um, but I, I told, um, I told the, the, the show that I work for, I said, I said every morning, like, like the Pledge of Allegiance, like when you were a kid, Every morning, you should get up and say, man, we have Giannis. Like, every morning, you should be reminded, as, uh, as Derek Stevens is, you want to walk in here, Derek? Derek Stevens is going to crash it. It's a really heavy door. There you go. I don't know if we have a microphone for you, but what's up, Derek? Let me pull down. There's a microphone right here. I, don't know I thought what... we were on tonight. Oh, no, we... It's almost, it's almost it's almost Friday. It's Friday back east. It's oh, Friday back it's east. What's up, Friday. Banksy? I'm going to get a camera view. No, don't worry. We're on the camera. It's April Fool's some oh, yeah, places. It's April Fuck Fool's. You didn't do too well today, did you? Yeah, stars let me down. I did. No. I had go, stars Banksy. puck line. There you go. Oh, no. That wasn't, that yeah. wasn't a good idea. Yeah, I, it wasn't. We're not going to take any seats. We're going to be over here like Bill it's, it's the final segment. Why not? Oh, Banksy wants the tear time. Oh, you know, I need it. That salmon <laughs> looks good on you, man. You look sharp yeah. today. Was this little goatee going here? Sean King. Oh, Sean King. I just played uh, for Sean King. I want to look like Sean King. I want to feel like Sean King. I like it. I like I it. Super Bowl ring. Uh, all of that, right? <laughs> well, he was just breaking down uh, edge rushers. I was. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow. You missed yesterday when I broke down uh, who should play futures for hockey. And I gave him the Hurricanes. Bad. Goalies lead in the uh, NHL and goals against average. And then they have Ajo and, you know, so they can score enough. You know, but I thought the Lightning was the best value at plus 900. I'd take Florida. There's a, here, talk. Florida, Florida's, Florida's, uh, Florida's got more structure to them. Tampa Bay's been there. That's the only thing. Yeah. So it, it should be interesting. Our second and third defensive lines are terrible. Are you guys talking basketball right now? No, we were. We were, well, we were talking a lot of oh, NFL. We were draft. doing NFL draft breakdowns. That's what we were doing. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get you people. You don't <laughs> like don't football? Talk, I like it, but I don't talk NFL draft until it happens. Well, no you one talk hockey draft before it happens. Does hockey have know. a draft? I don't. I don't Does live hockey in have a draft? I don't. I don't live in Canada. I'm uh, sure. I'm sure TSN is breaking down the the draft and the juniors and uh, the Ontario Knights. Yeah, and plus the NFL draft is like in an American city. It's centralized. It's here. There are parties. Like you know the NHL money? has you know like a satellite in Russia, a satellite in Norway, a satellite in Finland. I don't understand it. It's, you guys play 16 games. 17, guys, 17. Oh, sorry, 17 we, Yeah, games. we went up a game. And you guys go out of your mind for the draft. I get it's a great excitement. I've never been. Maybe now that it's in Vegas. Well, you'll go this year. I'll show up and see what all the excitement is. It's a good is. time. I, I, well, I don't know. You already know what's going to happen, so I don't know. Oh, we don't know. know. I'm going to go just to find out what this is all about. I'll take you over. I'll show you around. I wanna, you got to work that night. They might think I work, played in the NFL. They might. 
what what position? Nobody's def- no one's gonna say <laughs> that's a hockey player. <laughs> no. Yeah. O line or D line? No line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my line. Uh, a little bit. I mean, it, I it's know. almost like it's almost like that Banks doesn't come on our show every Friday and know how to speak into a microphone. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Is this better? Yeah, there we go. Here we go. There's a little better. <laughs> what do you it's, guys want? I didn't know how to be right inside the mic. Who's but... got – well, now that it's only you, Derek's off screen there and, and Big Balls isn't here, who do you like this weekend, UNC or Duke or Villanova or uh... – Trade carefully. I'm going with Duke. Okay, By the there way, we go. My man. Tulane's not playing this weekend. I am going with Duke. I figure Coach K is going out on a big win, and I think the boys want to win it for him. I really do. That's the only Because UNC rest. probably doesn't they don't want to win. I know the final score. It's 90, wow. 91-78. Really? Yep. We should put a prop up. Should. 91-78. Can, can we get a prop up? Duke by will 13. the exact score be? Can it be the Sean King special? Will the exact score be ninety-one to seventy? We are allowed to bet that. We yeah. are. We are allowed. We are allowed to book that. Derek is offset right now, but you can hear it. Yeah. We are allowed to book that exact score. The Sean King. Yes, special. it's gonna be ninety-one seventy-eight. Ninety-one seventy-eight. Yep. We'll book that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you see what happened to your uh, Will Tiger Woods? Participate in the Masters. It opened at 115, 115. Minus, minus Are you one. Kidding? It was by the. <laughs> I love Tiger Woods. Yeah, man. It 74 was... and a half, 75 and a half. This is unbelievable. Is he playing? That's what I want to know. Is, is he, he playing? playing? Is he playing? What's great about Tiger Woods, he just has to show up. One private plane and everything goes crazy. It's amazing. It's really. What am I? I'm on the hook right here. I've never been on the hook right here. This is amazing. This, it also makes we screwed up. We're supposed to be on tomorrow night. Oh. We 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 were down at the end of the box. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday back east. It's yeah, Friday it is. somewhere. Yeah. It's Friday Last back east. The Tiger Woods props have been unbelievable. They've been on fire. The amount of people betting them. And think about how how great this is. We have no shot of winning any of these. Couple guys were complaining. We put minus one fifteen both ways. Will he play? Won't he play? Are you kidding me? We're up to what minus two seventy right now. <laughs> you need a wider minus spread. Minus four eighty five. Are you kidding? Think plays, about what what plays. an inside job this is. It got this, to minus a thousand. This today, is Jared. why Circus Sports is the gift to the professional better. The <laughs> gift to Vsin Live followers. We got we are going to get smoked on this thing. <laughs> and by the way, Adam Hill. From the Las Vegas Review Journal is now joining. I mean, my goodness, it it's is officially a party. It has become a party, and now Sean doesn't have a microphone okay. in front of his face. I thought now. <laughs> oh, here we go. I yell. I yell at Tim for three hours every night. So, did you did you see Dallas win tonight in OT to go up one more point on the, my did Las you, Vegas Knights? Did you hey, see the ask, goal ask they who, gave up at the end of the second yeah. period? Ask who Puckster Damas. So I had him had on the today. puck line. They're up 1-0, about to go in the second period, and the goalie's asleep in net. Then I get a, a gift goal with about four minutes left in the game, and the goalie's asleep in net from Dallas again. And let's – I mean, I'm just glad – just be glad I wasn't at the game. Don't worry about the puck line. Think about the Vegas Knights. They needed Dallas to lose a game in regular – But this regular. is why I sided with Dallas, because <sighs> Vegas won yesterday. Now Dallas is out of the playoffs. They're playing the Ducks, who are awful – in a great spot. They didn't have – it's not a back-to-back for them. And they skated like they were all defensemen for like two and a half periods. Yeah, but now they're up 
another point on they shouldn't Vegas. They should have got a point. I was, I was rooting for Anaheim when it went to overtime. Well, I had Dallas today just winning the game, not puck line, but. That seemed um, like a smarter I get the sucker of the night award. I know. You're not supposed to bet the puck line. I get it. Every other favorite in hockey won on the puck line. Do you want the Knights to tonight. get in the playoffs or not? We need playoff hockey here. Well, the Knights control that. The Knights got to play like no, a team they gotta that win. deserves the, to be in the, the playoffs. I said the other day they need to, They have 14 games. They need to win a lot. I am strictly pulling for my pockets. <laughs> oh, that includes the, the Knights winning on four. <laughs> if I fade the Knights, that's, that's so be it. We've created a new angle on this show. We have. Like, it's really amazing. I mean, but I mean, one night of screw ups and showing up on the last set. I thought it was, I thought this was seven o'clock on Friday, Banks. It doesn't matter, Derek. We run this show. Hey, uh, Sean King, the famous Sean King. What did you call him on last the Friday? Ginger genius. The ginger genius. Yeah, the ginger genius. One, one. I never say that. I, I just respect Tim Murray's intellect and his and the way he prepares. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, is Kate Cunningham going to win the Rookie of the Year? Is that a value play or not? I don't know. Mobley, I think it is because Mobley's of Mobley's injury. And but Mobley was well. so far ahead. And I just, even though the Pistons are playing really good, how much of the national media is actually watching? Kate Cunningham looked great today, by the way. Pistons beat the Sixers. Kate Cunningham, 7-1 to one to win. And uh, what's Mobley still? Minus? Minus 330. Yeah, he All had right. such a lead. These gentlemen uh, will be with us to start the show tomorrow. Thank you, Banksy. Thank you, Derek Stevens, <laughs> for stopping on by. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks to uh, thanks to Jared. Thanks to Sean King. We will be back tomorrow. Scott Seidenberg up next. Before you, before you.